Hey everybody, Matt Halpern here with episode 14 of the Chocolate Croissants podcast. I'm sitting next to Mr. Justin Goodman on my left and Mr. Jordan Goodman on my right, and we are going to kick into this episode very, very soon. Before we start, I just want to give a quick shout out to Rode Microphones, who have been gracious enough to uh, supply us with the... Uh, tool that I'm speaking into right now that you can hear my voice through. These microphones are pretty damn awesome. I don't know if you're familiar with Rode Mic, but if you're not, you can check them out at rodemic.com or you can follow them on all of the socials at Rode Mic. It's the same spelling as the website. I uh, also want to give a quick shout out to everyone who has taken a uh, second to join our Facebook group. It's uh, www.facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. In this group, we have a ton of great discussion between all of the community members. Uh, in fact, today on the podcast, we're going to take some time and address some of the questions that have come through from some of the community members uh, and do our best to, to you know, give our thoughts and advice, for lack of a better word, on some of the, I guess, more pressing things that we've seen being discussed within the, uh, within the group. As always, we would love it if you would head over to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, It's Chocolate Croissants, uh, and if you have a chance or a second, please give us a review, give us a rating. It really helps us to get into the ears of more listeners, and it also gives us tons of great feedback that we can use to improve this podcast from week to week. We would love to hear from you, uh, and uh, we appreciate everybody who's given a review or given us a rating so far. That being said, we're going to kick this off. Hi, guys. Good job, Matt. That was nice. That was really good. In my head the whole time, I was sitting there thinking as, as how Jordan says, um, what's it, Bruce, uh, as Carl Winslow as Bruce Pritchard. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that was, you didn't read anything there. That was all just. From the dome. Yeah. It was really good. Just improvising, man. It was really good. Well done. What a professional you've turned into, an audio professional, Matt Halpern. I don't think that that's what this is. I don't think I'm an audio professional. A wordsmith. I think I just know the three simple points to hit. <laughs> but honestly, like, most people can't do this. Right. Especially on one take. That was one take, one, hi Tyson, one shot, and that was great. That was everything you needed to say. Thank you. Well, let's, let's not pat me on the back just yet because hopefully we'll get even more sponsors we'll get more listeners we'll get more questions it'll become more and more complex as we go through this and i start doing more intros you know? well, let's, talk, let's talk about that because we uh as you've noticed if you've been paying attention to the podcast the past two episodes have been interviews that you did while you were in europe on tour with periphery um and moving forward we've talked a bit about how we want uh to shape this podcast in the future um, and I think guests at this point is the direction we're going to go. Definitely. I, so for everybody who's listening, uh, I've, I initially started expressing some, some interest, but also some, um, uncertainty about the direction that we were headed, uh, you know, with, with sort of the format that we had been taking advantage of in the past bunch of episodes, I, with the exception of the ones with the guests, I really love that me, Jordan, and Justin have great conversations amongst the three of us. It's really great that a lot of you have tuned in and have essentially joined that conversation. But, you know, I felt like 
that uh, that we weren't having as many real conversations off of the microphones as we were prior to starting this podcast. And I, I missed that, you know, and it's kind of, it was actually, it was actually pretty nice because today when I went over Justin's house to, uh, to train, to, to do some physical fitness stuff. And Jordan was there doing drum lessons. And afterwards we didn't have the microphones, but we just had a really good talk about some, you know, stuff going on in each of our lives. And as much as I love having the microphones here and doing this as a podcast, it was just great to sit down strictly as friends and communicate. And I also think we've talked a lot about some of the things that have gone on in our lives personally. And as, as interesting as that is, I'm really interested to hear from other individuals who are on a similar entrepreneurial path. And that path can be in a ton of different directions. Like we're all musicians, the three of us. We have our specialties. You know, Justin, for those who are, who are listening for the first time, Justin is a... Uh, physical trainer and a, and a fitness slash nutritional coach. He's in school for nutrition right now. He's a power lifter who's doing uh, competitions of his own. Jordan is a therapist who uh, works with all different kinds of, of demographics and people, mainly through the use of drums, drum circles, and musical therapy. You teach drum lessons and guitar lessons as well, uh, Jordan. And it's great to talk about that stuff, but we're all really interested in other areas of, uh, of creativity and entrepreneurship as well. We have friends that are chefs. We have friends that are in wrestling. We have friends that are major athletes. We have friends who, we have a, a specific friend who went through a very traumatic experience and lost his left arm and has come out on top, like beyond belief. And I just think there's so there's so much to be told through each of those different paths and directions. And that's what I was expressing to round this out to Jordan and Justin that I wanted to bring into the podcast. I would love it to have other people that are on their own respective journey, share the challenges, talk about how they've overcome their challenges and talk about where they're headed and, and what they're currently facing. So that's at least in my, for my preference, that's where I want the podcast to be headed. Yeah, and I think that's something we can all agree on. And our intention with these interviews or slash conversations, um, it'll still be the three of us when uh, possible, but we're going to be very um, kind to ourselves and, and our own respective schedules. Uh, or maybe for some of these, it works out where it's just two of us, or maybe some weeks it's one of us, or maybe some weeks there's multiple podcasts. We're not sure. And the whole idea from episode one is that this is a constant sketch in progress. Uh, this is a creative endeavor and possible business for us as well. And we knew that, uh, you know, we could spend years uh, testing and doing iterations, but uh, to actually ship something and make it public into the world, uh, that's what it's all about. And for us, it's really week to week as far as does this feel good for us, we're asking, and uh, do we see growth potential in ways that feel good for both us um, and where we can at least feel like we're adding value to, to a listener. Um, I think it's also our intention to help kind of take whomever the guest is and, and to kind of pull out the universal themes um, that tie us all together, whether it's the four of us, including the guest, and especially the listeners. Uh, at the end of the day, whether we're a musician or we're in uh, the business of trying to make money 
or just creating art uh, or whatever it may be. We're all human beings. Uh, we all have stories and we all have struggles, which I think uh, is more interesting at times than the successes. Um, as long as the struggles uh, provide an opportunity for us to really dig deep and overcome them. So I think that's what we're going to be looking for um, through these conversations. Yeah, I really felt like the, the first 10, 11, 11 weeks, I believe, uh, of the three of us, it was, it was great. We started off and we learned so much. We learned how to communicate better through the actual podcast and how to have three voices on one track um, and really tell our stories, which was great. And then I felt like it hit somewhat of a plateau because there were times that we would have to push it where we did multiple in the same week. You can only have so many new stories to share in that one week unless we start drawing more attention away from ourselves and to something else. And so we would sometimes divert and have questions from the uh, the chocolate croissant uh, Facebook group or people that were sending in questions, sending in messages. And, and I felt like that was all great, but I don't think the three of us were all on the same page of the exact format. And so with it being new as it was, feeling like it did hit this this one note, this one dimension, and we wanted to take it somewhere else, it was very easy for us to say, well, we have this amazing platform and there is this common thread between the three of us of being entrepreneurs and talking about our struggles of ups and downs and seeing what works and what doesn't work and the best thing we can do because we all don't just love the one thing or the multiple things that we do day to day. There are tons of things that we're passionate about. And so like Matt was saying, it's easy for us to then say, hey, we have a friend who's, or multiple friends who are amazing chefs or who are other creatives or entrepreneurs in some other field. And we thought it would be great then to then bring people on and have them share their story and, and let us maybe help our friends, initially at least, um, help them navigate through telling their story in the best way possible. And just to be clear, the intention isn't to bring people on here to sell you anything. It's for them to really share their story with hopes that it may inspire you uh, to maybe see yourself in aspects of their story and, uh, and then be able to chase after what you really desire out of life. I think we'll do our best to to extrapolate the the very pertinent information that would relate to the listeners. And to be honest, the more feedback we get in the Facebook group, the more questions we, we receive there, the more we can sort of guide these conversations to, you know, because along these journeys, I think most people encounter a lot of universal challenges. You know, we all encounter a lot of the same things just in different ways. So knowing what our listeners are going through, what questions they have will really help us to kind of mold each different episode uh, in a way that it needs to, to be molded. I think uh, we'll, we'll try our best. And obviously the um, scheduling is a little harder. And that's why we've already talked about that. It may not always be all three of us with the guests. It may be one or two of us, depending on what everyone's schedule looks like week to week. But as soon as we have someone nailed down and booked, we have a guest coming on, I think it would be great for us to then let people know a little bit of background in the group. And from there, we can start to get people in the group to ask questions of things you may be interested in. And it would be cool if we see tons of multiples of the same question for someone who is fill in the blank. Then we'll probably take that uh, into you know consideration. We'll write that down. We'll definitely add that to it. 
Yeah, and speaking of which, that was a perfect segue into what I wanted to bring up now before we get into some of the questions from the group. Uh, Next week, the plan is to have um, our good friend, Mr. Josh White, of the restaurant Hickory Smoked Goodness, also known as Smoke, uh, come in here and talk about his story. I, I think Smoke's been open for almost two years now, and he'll correct me, but I don't think it's been more than that. And so for those that don't know, Smoke is a very modern barbecue joint uh, in the Baltimore area. If any of you guys follow me on my Instagram at Matt Periphery, you have definitely seen me post sandwiches and pictures of delicious barbecue uh, ad nauseum. I mean, I eat there quite often and the food is fantastic. But Josh has an incredible story um, and, you know, it's been very, very inspiring to see how quickly he got up and running. Like, like I said, they launched about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago and they're crushing it. I mean, he just came on the scene and just like dominated the bar. Like they won best in Baltimore the first year, best barbecue. Um, but that doesn't come without hardship, you know? And I've met Josh in passing at least once, maybe a few times. I don't know him at all. Uh, but I've been to his restaurant a handful of times. I think obviously with anything that you're quote selling or sharing in the world, uh, the thing needs to be quality. His food is great. That helps. But what I'm really interested in uh, talking to him and kind of learning about uh, is his use of social media and marketing in general. It feels like he has a very uh, clear vision for what he wanted or wants uh, the brand of his restaurant to be. And uh, he's been really effective and consistent in uh, communicating uh, and engaging with with you know his his audience um, and consumer base. So I'm really interested to talk about that with him, um, because that kind of thing applies to uh, any sort of message that you want to share with the world. Yeah, definitely. If if you have Instagram, go on Instagram and, and look up Hickory Smoked Goodness, as Matt had said before. Uh, you'll see what we're talking about. It's it's not even like it would be that hard to explain. But the there are two guys there, Josh and Keith. Keith, who is a musician that. Jordan and I and Matt have seen tons of times and I play with Keith all you know often. Right. And and we've seen I mean years and years and years of of when we were growing up seeing Keith uh, with different bands playing and he's great and he's a great singer and Josh just goes for it, which is the best way to put it. I mean it's you you got to check out the these these covers they do are just ridiculous. So uh, not even covers. They're they're uh, parodies, rather. Uh, let's let yeah. the... Okay, go so go here, on, yeah, here's watch, your homework. and check it out. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hickory Smoked Goodness on Instagram. You got to check it out. Yeah, that's that should be the homework for the week. So I kind of like this, that like, you know, we're figuring this out as we go. But as you mentioned, Justin, we should talk about who's coming on the show next uh, to help inspire and, and stir up a conversation. So here's the homework. As Justin said, go on your Instagram, follow Hickory Smoked Goodness, and check out what they have on their Instagram page. There's tons of pictures of great food, but there's tons of videos that these guys do that Justin's referring you to. I don't to even. I don't want to. Yeah. No, no, don't give it away. Just go watch these videos. Go watch the videos. But you know what? Very quickly, I think the last time, which was maybe a couple weeks ago, I looked at their Instagram page and they had like thirteen thousand followers. And within a couple weeks, two three weeks, they're already up to over sixteen thousand followers. So, whatever they're doing is working, and it's very authentic. The food is authentic. The personality is authentic. When you go there, I mean, and again, we'll talk to Josh about this, but like if you go to the bathroom, it's plastered in pictures of 80s metal hair bands everywhere. 
um, if you know when you look at the menu, the names of the food, it's all you know referencing music related, like, music related stuff. They yeah. play metal in there, like it's just a cool joint. So anyway, next week we'll have Josh White from Smoke. He'll be here. We'll be asking him whatever questions you give us to ask him, but we'll really just be kind of you know kind of giving him an open forum to tell his story from you know when he started Smoke to now, and I think it'll be pretty inspiring. I think moving forward, once once we get once we have it rolling, we get the ball rolling on guests, and we have a a nice lineup of guests coming. Then what we're currently doing with this episode, which is setting up for say the 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 next twelve weeks or the future or projected future of of whatever the time frame may be that that we start bringing on different guests, what you're hearing now will probably be something of an intro that we would record separately to give some context of hey, we've got this guy coming on uh, or this girl coming on or this group and their background is this and yada, 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 enjoy the podcast. Kind of similar to what Matt had did initially uh, to set the tone for this podcast, which is great. Um, but I think somewhere in there, even if we do have a guest, we should throw something in there that starts to foreshadow and starts to give some context of, hey, this person's up next. Start to formulate some questions to get on there. We're going to get way more professional with this. We're going to like write better descriptions of the podcast. We're going to do intros. It's going to be like big boy stuff. YouTube you know? stuff is coming. Yep. YouTube uh, YouTube broadcasts of this. Or rather, Jordan's going to make more of those pictures with other labels on it. So Yo, I've been killing it on <laughs> that, been man. You've been killing it. Carl Winslow, you, okay. Rita's. Can you post some in the in the uh, Facebook group so people can see what we're talking about? It's like art. It's like pop art artwork oh, you should those. be selling. Okay, so I use um, <laughs> Font Candy Plus. That's the app I use. I bought it for two ninety nine to get some extra features. Uh, I, I used to help out Benny Greb, and I may have shared this uh, in a previous episode, but I met this dude, Aaron Ray, who lives in, in Brooklyn, and he has uh, this company called Easy, Easy Tiger Apps, and his flagship app is uh, this photo and text editing app that I been using for all the uh, the art to promote all these chocolate croissants episodes. Um, so now that I've gotten comfortable, I've created this series, and I finally have like my own aesthetic visually that I can share in the world. Um, so while we're plugging Instagram accounts at Fed Content, I have maybe four followers right now. Oh, well, you didn't? We don't even know about this. Yeah, I launched Matt, it yesterday. Um, Fed Content. <laughs> Uh, if you're into the absurd, then uh, give it a try. But I've been, I've been enjoying it. Uh, but honestly, I wouldn't have had... Uh, it's funny to me, but I really do enjoy it. And I wouldn't have found that outlet if it wasn't for having the responsibility to create promotional art uh, for this podcast. So it's been cool in that sense that it's just another thing that this project of starting a podcast has... Uh, afforded me. My life is richer for it. And I see Justin and Matt adding at fed content. It's amazing. On Instagram currently. You need to do it. All right. So it's, wait, this is amazing. It's Robert Irvine. <laughs> Robert Irvine is the is the profile picture. And just so you know, for every sale we will donate a, a turtle. And, uh, and then the Tom's model. Right, right, right. The Tom's model. Yeah, yeah. Blake. And check me out, Papa Roach on Snapchat.com. That's amazing. Is that you? That's your name? Well, that's the URL. It doesn't lead to anything. Guys, there's a Buddha okay, with gotcha. a Chick-fil-A. Can you can you on there. can you post all these links and, and uh, this is uh, incredible. tags in the group? And 
on the description of this podcast, please. Absolutely. That actually brings up a good point that we haven't really shared publicly or kind of straightened out. What's going to be the, the plan as far as sharing one's content in the Facebook group? Uh, because I know a lot of people are trying to promote their bands uh, or their music, which is a great thing to do. We have addressed this a few months ago with a share your shit thread in the Facebook group. But a um, few have snuck, uh, a few have gotten approved. A couple have snuck through. I, it's a hard thing because a lot of what we're sharing here is to inspire our listeners to, uh, to get over whatever resistance they may have to share things in the world and uh, to do whatever it is that makes them feel good. But there is a very fine line between pure uh, self-promotion and finding a way to add value to a group dynamic. At the end of the day, and this may come off a little bit harsh, this Facebook group that we have, the chocolate croissants, uh, for lack of a better word, culture that we have here, it's not for self-promotion, right? None of us are going to promote our individual projects in this group. Except my Instagram account. Except, yeah, and that's fair. <laughs> I support this. But, but seriously, I would rather, I, I mean, I would encourage you guys to share your stories about the things you're working on. If you're in a band and you're struggling and you're fighting to get on a bill and you're fighting to sell tickets and you're struggling to figure out how to pay for gas to get the van to the next venue, those are great stories to tell and we would love to hear your story. So film a video, talk about it, write something down, post a comment. But this, and I have to be very, very strict about this and I think we all should, uh, this group on Facebook is not for promoting your band your guitar so. cover, your drum cover, um, anything like that. There are tons of other places you can do that. In fact, I would encourage that you share those kinds of things to a much more general public audience. Share that on your own timelines. Share that on your own Instagram pages. Use Chocolate Croissants and the, and the group as a place for you to build up the courage, for lack of a better word, for a lot of people by talking about what you're doing and what you're nervous about and what's holding you back from posting whatever it is you want to post. But that doesn't mean that you should be only promoting and posting the things you're doing there. And in fact, it's really not the right forum for it. We want this place to be about discussion, asking questions on how to improve, how to overcome challenges. But it, again, it's not about self-promotion. I will say we'll set up another share your shit thread within it so it doesn't become just this spam swamp. Um, and that's where I will post my at fed content on Instagram. Perfect. Okay. So let's get into a few questions from the Facebook group specifically. Uh, Jordan, I know you screenshotted a couple that you wanted to read and dig into. So why don't you start with those and we'll go from there. Cool. So uh, the great thing about this podcast is that we're getting people from all over the world. I was going to say, make sure you say their names. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm kind of prefacing this um, because I don't want to botch anyone's names, I was ready for this. but uh, it's likely to happen when we do get uh, people from all over the world. Now looking at this name, this person could be like living in Detroit and I could just be ignorant to the name. Um, but it's like some form of Nicholas, um, N-I-C-K-L-A-U-S, Johnston. Um, and, and he shared with the group publicly, 
Um, and I'm not going to read word for word, uh, but basically, uh, it deals with religion and his family. Do you guys know what LDS is? I don't. So we're learning here as well. Yeah. Let's um, that's the, uh, the miracle of Google. Um, so anyway, uh, he grew up in a very LDS family, he says, uh, going to church and living everything that they taught, etc. cetera. Uh, but when he was 14, he did his own research, uh, which is wonderful that Google does exist for these reasons. Church of Latter-day Saints. Church of Latter-day Saints. Informally, the uh, Mormon church. Ah, okay. Well, I'm glad my ignorance of strains of Christianity is now public to the world. I appreciate I that. I definitely thought it was like Lutheran or something. So anyway, uh, at 14, uh, he did his own research, which is a great thing for any of us to do, um, and decided he didn't want to follow uh, what was being taught through the religion anymore. But since then, his family, and in particular his parents, um, they've been butting heads about his career choice. Uh, so it's gotten to the point where his dad has been telling him that he's never going to make it um, and won't be a successful provider in the future if he keeps pursuing music. Um, because it's not according to what their idea of, quote, God would want. Um, so basically, uh, his question that it boils down to is, uh, how do we deal with being put down and openly opposed by people that we love and care about, um, since it's been wearing on him for a long time now? Uh, Justin has his finger up. My first question would be, just because we're a little more, um, we're ignorant towards this, we don't don't know as much about the the context of the situation i would first want to know from his dad's standpoint what does god want from his son in his family i mean that's an interesting question because i'd want to understand that first as well i think it helps to have context and understanding um of the opposition that that we're getting especially i mean this is hard shit when it's someone like a parent right. who's openly um opposing or disapproving of of what you want out of life um i mean it's there so there is all that nuance at the end of the day i still think it comes down to a, a very uh black or white choice of who are you living for you know i i i understand um yeah maybe if there's still a a dependence on your parents because they're paying for your education or you're living in their home, et cetera. Um, it's a bit more tricky, but if you have the means to um, create independence of your parents, um, then it really comes down to, like, are you living for yourself or not? It's nice to want to please others, but there's no way that you can please another person at the expense of your own self without resentment being created. Yeah, I, I have a big problem with this, honestly. It, you know, <clears throat> as you said, it's tricky if you're living under the roof that your parents own, you know, and they are providing for you and they have certain rules they want you to follow or certain things they want you to do. I get it at that point, and that's tough, and that's probably creating a lot of rifts between, you know, parents and, and, and children, for lack of a better word. I know you're not a child, Nicholas. Um, and, and he didn't say he's living with them either. No, no, no. But uh, anyway, that's not even the point. I guess for me, you need to be happy for yourself. You need to do what makes you happy. And although your parents are, you know, they're, they're your parents. Everybody knows that, you know, your parents are the reason you're here, 
right? They got they stooped one night and you popped out. Damn man. But um, fuck them. I mean, it, it, like fuck that. I just I don't care who it is. If if you don't believe in what other people that are close to you or not are telling you what to believe, then fuck it. Do what's best for you. And you know what? If they're loving parents, if they're good parents, at the end of the day, they're going to want you to be happy. At the end of the day, that's what's going to matter most. Even if you don't follow all the rules and follow the same path as them, they still want you to find happiness. But you have to risk that and you have to risk the relationship in order to find that happiness. But at the end of the day, you're going to be happier doing that. And I know, I know you guys are raising your hands to say something, but I'm seeing, I see this a lot. First off, we see this in movies all the time. Like the father who's like the successful businessman wants the, the son or the daughter to follow in the footsteps, but that's not what they want to do. Like, isn't Varsity Blues about that? You guys remember that movie? Justin Wood. Yeah. So Varsity Blues is about that. Like, you know, the 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 quarterback of the Texas I football team. I don't want team. to live your life or something right. like that, right? Right. The, <laughs> the, the, the funny quote is, I don't want your life. I don't want your life. And that's what, it, you know, the father's like, you're going to, Wait, you is know, he dead? No. Or uh, James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek is, is no, chilling. No, but no. the other one. Billy Bob passed away. Let's stay on course. Hold on. I don't want to ride on the ambulance. <laughs> Let's stay on track, guys. Sorry. But like the the point is this is this is not a unique scenario. This is this is not like you know just you going through this. There it is a universal topic and the sooner that everybody just stops trying to control everybody else around them, the better. And that's what this comes down to. Religion is there to control people and to put people, you know, in line and provide some order and I respect it for a lot of people when they use religion for their own personal right reasons. But it's not to scare... It shouldn't be to scare people. It shouldn't be to threaten people's happiness. It shouldn't be to make people live a life that isn't their own. And that's what I have the problem with. So when I said I have a problem, that's the issue. And Nick or Nicholas, you need to do whatever's going to make you happy. Be smart, work your ass off, make the right decisions for yourself, but at the end of the day... As I said, fuck anybody else who's holding you back. You need to believe in what you believe. I definitely think that's easier said than done for most people. And for most people, it just takes a lot of practice of always betting on yourself and trusting yourself. Be, you know, because the, the, I mean, the problem comes up is that you want to have a good relationship with your parents. You want to have a good relationship with your family and those who are really close to you. And obviously, it's super unfortunate when someone puts a tool, even the varsity blues example is is a is a great thing to draw from because it's not religion it's freaking football it's sports it's it's a stage it's a stage mom a stage dad trying to coach you into living life the way they want you to live so they can vicariously live through you because you have more talent they have uh and and we can think of that you know if, if our if our parents were musicians then we went off and and were more successful than they were when it came to music and they were trying to coach us a certain way or tell us you know oh you got to do it this way to to lead a successful life. And, and, and it's really, at the end of the day, it goes back to, I think was Jordan was the one who said it, that you know, people around you who you, who you surround yourself with should love and support you for whatever you do, no matter what it is, no matter how much money it makes you, no matter what it makes them feel like. As long as you're being respectful and like a good person out there, then 
who cares what you do? You got to right. you got to enjoy your life. You got to be happy. And I, mean, I think we see it from where we grew up and what our parents experienced that a, a lot of the people around us, uh, our parents' age and their friends and, and whatnot, you know, they did a lot of things, not necessarily for themselves, but for certain gain, you know, whether it was monetary gain or trying to find confidence through, um, through uh, not even confidence, but, but finding themselves through avoiding their problems and just burying their head in work and all these other things. I don't think and that's just parents. Or everybody, you know, a lot, a of, lot people, of people avoid a lot of people, their problems. For sure, a lot of people. And you at know, the end of the day, you got to make yourself happy. Right. And this may be a morbid thing to bring up. And this obviously doesn't apply to everybody because there are tons of parents who lose their children and that's the most awful thing that anyone can go through. But at the end of the day, what's meant to happen is that your parents raise you, they pass the torch you carry that torch, and at some point, while you are still carrying that torch, they're not there anymore. They've, they've passed away. And once they've passed away, if you are living a life based on what they wanted you to do, they're not there anymore to pat you on the back and say, good job. And if they never said, good job, then, then I feel like that's pretty miserable. Like, you're going to live a life of, of misery and being unhappy and wondering whether or not you ever were good enough. So rather than go through that, be figure out, as, and as Justin said, it's easier said than done, figure out how to be good enough for yourself. And the last point I'll make on this, yeah, there's a torch, but for me, it's just a genetic torch that gets passed. Um, yeah, families can have values and legacies and even businesses. If that feels good to you, great. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, our parents, you know, will say, like, you know, we love you, but what I've come to know is that love, true love, can never exist if there's pressure and expectation, and it sounds like that's what is there in the case. I'm not saying that your dad doesn't love you, but I'm saying with respect to this situation, uh, he is not demonstrating active love. That's great. You know what I like that you did in there? I don't know if you realized it. Have you seen The Princess Bride? No, I should. Andre the Giant's in it. He is. But you just said love, true love. And there's a wedding ceremony in, in that movie. And the pastor, who, or like the priest who's ever marrying the, the couple, starts it off by goes, love, true love. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like a terrible wisp. It's oh, man. a wisp. <laughs> a wisp. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Justin, am I still going to officiate your wedding? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, to me, it's still... I it. Uh, this is not like the last one that you were supposed to officiate that that it just kind of was like unspoken. Right. Well, this will be the first one I will officiate. Oh, for sure. It's uh, it's still on the docket and we still want it to happen. Um, but when you said Andre the Giant, I go right towards I love you, man. You've seen I love you, man. Mm -hmm. And they're getting the fish tacos that are supposedly the tits. And they talk about they're drinking beer. And it's like, you know, he could drink a gallon of beer or something insane. Like Andre the Giant. And then they start doing like. Like Andre the Giant, I wish you could see this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like that. Did they do? I've never seen the it's movie. A, yeah, uh, man, you yeah. gotta see it. Yeah, it's a great movie. All right, you have another question, anyway, Jordan. Next question, right? Uh, yes. Did Fed content is that a um, was that sparked because of that background, the killers with wrestling and whatnot? Is that similar to that? Yeah, he's my favorite artist in the world, Mabson. He's uh, how do you spell that? Uh, M a b s o n. Uh, that on Twitter. Uh, great guy. Selfies, food, and pets on Instagram, <laughs> I think. Anyway, um, uh, Ahmad Mir. 
uh, he posted this a few weeks ago. Uh, so that he has a very interesting uh, story, and uh, he's at an interesting place in his life right now. So Ahmad from the Chocolate Croissants Facebook group, uh, he is having an existential crisis. Um, haven't we all had these? Uh, so he's an Indian guy, but he's studying medicine in Syria right now, and he has a bit more than two years until graduation. Uh, but he feels lost in the train of thought of where he wants to specialize and where he'd ultimately like to settle. Um, I'm assuming he means location-wise and also uh, within his career. Uh, but Ahmad saying it's taking a toll on his mind and making him nervous uh, every day for months, which sounds pretty awful. Uh, but he recognizes that this is unhealthy behavior, which I really respect that Ahmad has the awareness that this is going on. It's not healthy, and he's asking for help, which is uh, remarkably vulnerable to do it um, in a public forum. This is one of the reasons why we created a private Facebook group, guys. Um, so he's reaching out for help. Uh, he's asking how to uh, focus on the present moment, but while at the same time uh, preparing for the future without worrying about it or its outcomes. Uh, and then a bunch of uh, people in the group offered their take on it, which was really cool. And I scrolled down a bit to see some of Ahmad's follow-up. Uh, so for... A bit more detail, he's in a, a competitive field, which is neurosurgery. Uh, he's trying to decide between uh, coming to the US, uh, but that would require multiple exams, some which he'd have to take here. So I guess there's a financial and time consideration to get here. Also, he has visa issues that are uncertain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he could go to Germany, but then he'd have to learn the language. Um, or he could stay in Syria, but uh, according to him, it doesn't seem like the uh, career prospects are as uh, fruitful as it would be in another country. Uh, I like that he then follows it up uh, with a more pointed uh, comment. I guess what I'm afraid of is wasting time on one path only to find that I have to take another. So there's a lot to dig into here, I think. Uh, we can all be honest, uh, we know very little about uh, neurosurgery um, and about the medical profession uh, in general as, as you know, a profession. Um, but I think Ahmad's uh, story and struggle uh, is more universal, especially when we're in our late teens and early 20s, and for a lot of us even into our 30s, where we're trying to figure out how do we set up uh, a career for ourselves, or even a life for ourselves, um, when something like this, it's taken a lot of time, years, um, I'm sure a lot of money, um, and a lot of his energy uh, to put him in a position to succeed uh, financially and also in just uh, uh, feeling fulfilled out of life. Um, but he doesn't want to make the, quote, wrong decision. Um, so I think that's one piece that we can talk about. And then also he mentioned about um, learning to live more in the present moment instead of being just caught in these worrying thoughts all day long about the future. Um, Justin, yeah. I think when you're playing the long game, as you would have to do if you're going for a doctorate, it's, it's somewhat hard to live in the present. And I think it's something, obviously, you have to just, it just comes back to practice, practice, practice. And the more times you try to do it day, day after day, the easier and the more of a, of a habitual thing it will become. But it's, I mean, we know what it's like. We know some people who are in that field. If you become a doctor in, in the States, at least, we would know it, it's 12 years, maybe, 
And I think it is something that you have to keep thinking about. Well, the end goal, and I'm going to get there eventually, but while trying to, I guess the, the best advice I would, I would think of for myself if I was in the same position is just trying to enjoy the entire process and trying to realize that, hey, 12 years of my life, I'm going to change a lot over, over that course of time. And I'm going to try to take every experience and keep track of it and keep account of it so that I can really use that as my leverage when it comes time to making a decision of which direction to go. And also realizing that I might pick one thing and I might realize a year or two or three or four or five or 10 years down the road that I want to go a different direction. Well, I that, think that's what he's afraid of, of investing all this time in one track within his field and then uh, worrying that it may be the quote wrong one. Well, it's like I think you can you can do as much legwork as possible and you can you can write down all of your options and you can weigh them and you can talk to friends. You can come to the Chocolate Croissants podcast group and put it out there, which I think is, is awesome that someone did that and take everything you can get feedback wise, whether it's from yourself or from other people that are close to you or not. And just take a shot. Just, you know, I mean, it's as the best you can get and then try to figure out a direction and commit to it and you go for it. You can't live in fear of what might happen if, right? What might happen if I don't go down this path? What might happen if I do go down this path and then I decide I don't want to go down this path? You can't live your life that way. So there's a couple things I wanted to address. I made some some notes here, uh, mental notes. But first off, I don't know how crazy it is to study for something like like that, you know, neuroscience. I don't know how much studying it takes to, to become a doctor in, in that field. But I have to imagine that if you can build in some time for sleep and build in tum- some time to enjoy eating food and to take care of yourself maybe by exercising or going to the gym or going on a date or hanging out with friends. The point I'm getting to is even if it's not necessarily the most balanced kind of balance, there needs to be some time of every single day that gets purposefully scheduled in for that private time, that alone time to just live in the now, right? Go on a hike, go for a walk, make some food, hang out with friends. Like like I said, whatever it is, I think if you at little doses throughout the day, even if it's weighted off, um, it's just going to be good for your mind and, and you're going to get that break. It's like that, that form of meditation. So that's, that's the one thing I think you have to really build in too. It's going to take a long time, whichever path you decide to go down. It's not just two and a half years as we've talked about, but within even a year, within even six months, you can break down that six months. You can break down that year into smaller milestones and, I think you have to, because at some point, if you go all the way down the path, you're going to reach the goal. You're going to, you know, reach the Mecca, become a doctor. And then what, right now you're here. It's going to happen before you know it. So rather than just have this one giant goal that ends up being like feeling like not that big of a deal when you get there because you're there and wow, I'm here. And now what just build in milestones that you can celebrate throughout the whole, the whole journey, the whole experience and make them measurable like once a month celebrate whatever it is you did you know and you can reevaluate what you're doing in that way too if if month after month you're hating what you're doing and you're miserable and you don't like it and you're still nervous and you're still having anxiety about it well that's a bigger 
that, that's, that's something else. That's, that's just you're not enjoying what you're doing, and maybe that's telling. Here's the last point I wanted to make, which was I've, I invested a lot of time into a very serious business. Uh, I started a business called Band Happy, and I invested a lot of time into it. I invested money into it. I got other fucking people to invest money into it, right? And it failed. It took years, but it failed. Essentially, that's what I'm going to boil this, this point down to. And there were times while I was working on it that I had the fear, what if I fail? I had that fear before I ever started it. What if it doesn't work? And there is not one bit of sense in my body and my mind of regret. There's just zero regret whatsoever. Because although I didn't reach the grandiose, paramount, you know, goal that I had in mind, I learned so much, so much stuff. I, like, I can't even tell you that I've now applied to all of the things that I do today that are more successful, that are more promising, that don't give me the same anxiety, that, that aren't going to fail. So I don't mean to make this sound easy because as with everything, it's easier said than done, but you just need to put one foot in front of the other and go on the journey and trust that throughout the journey you will learn valuable lessons and, and a lot of times actionable items you'll learn that you can apply to whatever else you do. And I can think of a ton with this, this field that you're talking about. I don't even know about the field. First off, you're going to learn about the human body. You're going to learn about how we work physically and mentally. You're going to learn about the brain. You're going to have a chance to improve what people think about and talk about on a daily basis, right? You're going to learn how to study, how to research, how to work with other people, how to debate, how to bring up points that may have, you know, like, like cross bridges that are, that are rarely crossed. I just, I, I could go on and on and I don't want to sit here and do that, but as much as it's scary, don't overthink it. Very few people that I know take that path and that's an amazing path to take, especially if you are successful and I think the fruits are much more beneficial than any of the labor that you will put in. And again, don't just look at a big tray of fruit at the end of the line. Give yourself an orange and a strawberry and a grape and a pineapple throughout the whole journey. What I'd encourage is once you make a decision, at least for the time being, of course we're always weighing options, but make a decision and then stick with the decision. right? So... Uh, if you're a vegan, you don't wake up every morning thinking, well, should I have a hamburger or not? You've already made the decision uh, by choosing to be a vegan, right? So the more decisions we can make, the easier life gets because we're not opening ourselves up uh, to enter or to invite that energy that could talk us out of, um, you know, of the choices that we'll make that day. Uh, the second point, because you brought up... Uh, how to access maybe more of the present moment instead of being stuck in your head about what if and the future and whatnot. I think what's really cool, Ahmad, is that uh, you're in or going to possibly in uh, be in a neurosurgery program, meaning that you know far more about how the brain works than most people. Um, I have somewhat of an education of the brain in the clinical psychology program uh, that I went through, and that really helped me uh, learn about myself because I can now kind of look to physical structures that make sense. For instance, uh, fear 
is uh, a more primitive part of our brain. So fear oftentimes is going to override logic and reasoning because it's there to keep us uh, alive, essentially. But with the awareness... To keep us safe, right? To keep us safe, to keep us alive. That's why we're creatures of safety and habit. Because our minds work effortlessly and endlessly to protect us at all costs, right? Yes. Okay. Even if we know uh, something may be better for us, that's more of the frontal cortex, which is a newer part of our brain, but yet fear is going to win out instinctively. What helps me is that knowing this is the way my brain is organized, it gives me context, and so that understanding gives me more energy to say no to the fear in many instances. So, Ahmad, I think even just looking into maybe uh, the brain science um, about some of these things, uh, it may help you buy more in uh, to some sort of mindfulness or meditation practice. And then, I mean, there's tons of scientific brain research uh, showing how, you know, our brain is plastic. So if you do one of these practices over time, uh, your brain chemistry and neurology literally will change um, in ways that benefit you. Um, and will allow you to access the present moment. Whatever you focus on grows. If you focus on the worry, then that part of you is only going to grow, um, and those neuronal connections are going to want to um, you know, keep firing into those familiar patterns. Change the patterns, um, literally. Um, and that can be something different for everyone, whether it's yoga. Man, you guys are fucking looking at me and like smiling. No, 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 no man. Keep going. You're doing great. Uh, there's all kinds of practices. Yoga painting, journaling, exercise, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's all kinds of ways that we can essentially connect with ourselves, get, quote, out of our head. Um, And the idea is that we're building awareness of our experience. That's all meditation is. Um, The more we gain or strengthen the awareness of ourselves, the less that our experience, like our thoughts or our feelings, are going to be in control of us. That was a really, I think, great bunch of points to make and i really respect that you kept going through the ridiculousness that's happening over here so nobody can see this but we're kind of writing notes to each other about what we want to talk about next and it kind of went off the beaten path anyway hopefully that's helpful for ahmad i think that can apply to people that are in many different situations not just going to school for neuroscience Hell yeah. ahmad we hope you uh you stick with it and and keep everyone in the facebook group in the loop uh, with your journey, because I think you being vulnerable and sharing, uh, it will be inspirational to a lot of people paying attention, but not necessarily engaging with the conversation. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, please keep us updated. We're definitely interested to see uh, which direction you go and what methods you take to, uh, to, to figure out where you're going on your journey. That'd cool. be awesome. Cool. Okay. So uh, this is our last question. We're going to try to actually, I don't know if we talked about this, but I know we had expressed it between the three of us. So we wanted to keep, you know, some of the podcasts at least under an hour, keep them a little bit shorter, at least ones like this where it's just the three of us. But um, that's perfect because I think we have about 10 minutes left. So we've received a ton of questions all worded different ways about health and fitness. And we can definitely dig pretty deep into this topic. Justin can go very, very deep into this topic, but we thought that we would just kind of address a general, more of a general question that I think is, is kind of along the lines of how do I get into being more healthy? How can I get into exercising? How can I get into eating well? 
and how can I maintain that? So this is like this is extremely relevant to to me right now. So a week ago, I started a twelve week program that Justin helped uh, design with me to basically really balance my diet. Uh, that, that's how I would describe it. Can we give a little more context? Yeah, please go ahead. So Matt came to me, and this is something we've we've discussed at length numerous times, and. Good job. So this is something that uh, Matt has read numerous books, and he's he's been a part of reading. Uh, he's read tons of articles and watched videos that that I've shared with him, et cetera, et cetera. And he came to me uh, a week or two ago, and he just expressed that he maybe you can help me word this a little bit better. I was you were a little fearful of of certain all cause mortalities, maybe whether it was was like a heart disease or if it was a cancer or as much as I, I think I eat generally well, and I eat high quality foods. Like I, you know, I shop at the good stores, so to speak. <laughs> um, you guys have seen my Instagram, most likely. I eat tons of shit. Like I eat sweets. I eat crazy sauces. I eat cheese steaks. I eat French fries. All this stuff. And the more research that I've been doing lately, the more I, I've been reading and and listening to different podcasts and whatever, the more that scares me because. I keep seeing over and over that those kinds of foods are very bad for you, right? There's certain kinds of food that I would eat often that really at the end of the day, although I might not look unhealthy, I'm unhealthy internally. Like my gut might be unhealthy. Um, but uh, so I, I went to Justin and who is a student of nutrition and who I trust very, very, very much with, with this kind of stuff. I went to him and I said, Hey, like, the hardest part for me is getting on a real plan and being able to look on paper at what I can eat and what I can't and then why. So we together, Justin showed me a couple very, very specific videos, which we can post yep. potentially in, in the group, um, mainly from a, a, a researcher named Rhonda Patrick, who if you guys listen to Joe Rogan, um, she has her own podcast, but she talks about gut health. She talks about eating the good things and getting rid of the bad things and how those things cause, uh, you know, the two leading cause of deaths, causes of death, which are brain cancer or yeah, brain, uh, brain disease and, and heart disease is basically what, what she was saying. So anyway, point is I went to Justin and said, help me get on a very, very clear plan of how I can eat better for my life. Not just because I want to go on a diet. I want to eat healthy. I want to live healthy. I want to live longer. I want to feel good. I want to be more energetic. Um, I want to be around, you know, I, and I don't want to get sick. That's the other thing. I hate being sick. I got sick from being in the sun recently. Got nauseated and was puking. It was horrendous. That was the worst thing ever. And all I could think was, oh, my God. I like." And this is kind of what, what spawned it or, or sparked it, I should say, was like I don't ever want to go through being sick to where I have to take medicine that makes me feel this way, where I'm puking and I'm just fucked. So I'd rather do whatever I can from a preventative standpoint and a take action, quote unquote, standpoint to, to keep myself alive and healthy. So Matt took some notes on the protocol that we ended up writing somewhat together. Now, the easy part about this was that Matt does like all of these supposed healthy foods or these foods that are more nutrient dense that have uh, better better um, foods that will 
relate to our health and and will benefit us in a in a way more beneficial way than than certain other things that are out there. And albeit Matt does like to indulge in treats here and there, uh, whether it be cheeseburger and fries, or he loves cheesesteaks, or cookies, or chocolate croissants, or whatever else. He also loves all foods, it seems. And so it was very easy for me to break it down for him and for his life, and we could then pepper in there a few times where he could have his treats, where it's not that, you know, with every single meal, he's going to have this uh, this sugary dessert, something or other afterwards. He's going to save it for a specific time. But when it comes to the question, which I think is more of like, how do you get into health or nutrition and understanding it, I think it really just starts with making these small changes. Um, for Matt, it was easier because he's been doing the research and he has a bit of a, of a background uh, to start. And for a lot of people, and I've actually, I've talked to a few people in the, uh, in the actual chocolate croissants group who have said things like, I really know nothing about nutrition. I don't even know where to start. And I'm going to post some videos in the group. I can also take a, a screenshot of um, of what we wrote out for Matt, and I can and I'll I'll go more into detail of why uh, why this makes sense for Matt. And to me, that's something that, that I'm always questioning. You know, if someone's doing a specific diet or they're they're doing anything, um, why are they doing it? You know, why are you doing it? And and what will the outcome be? Have you researched this? Has has this been tested before? The so just so you guys know. What motivated me to really make take the steps to just get on this healthy track was the real fear and the real proof out there that certain things, if you put them in your body, are very bad for you. And I couldn't argue that anymore because the things that are good for you are good for you, right? We've been there, There's never been a dispute about whether spinach or... Uh, certain fruits, right? Certain berries, for example. Um, no one's going to question is broccoli good or bad for you. Exactly. There, there's no debate. But there's a lot of debate about are French fries good for you? Are certain oils good for you? Are certain kinds of fats good or bad for you? And I, for me, it just all makes sense. And the research and, and the new reports make sense that if you can eat whole foods for, you know, no pun intended there, but if you can eat foods that are whole and, and proven to just be good for you, um, then you're probably doing it right. You know, wouldn't you say that's the case, Justin? I know you got up, Justin got up to a, a adjust the uh, camera. I would say that's correct. Um, there's the, the debate and the, all these new school ideologies and all these people trying and testing out all of these new diet fads, um, or diets in general is, is what I think creates such a an issue is that and and I think this happens with a lot of a lot of ideas these days where you read one thing on one page and you flip the page and it totally contradicts what that what was already being said and that's an issue. Yeah. All right. And and look. And so we're really just trying to get to the core of what works. Well, for me, staying motivated is every time I put a piece of food in my mouth, I think to myself, is this gonna elongate my life or is this going to shorten my life and I don't I, I won't be so crazy with every meal every week as we discussed in this 
current 12-week program I'm on, I think we said two or three meals a week. I can pretty much eat something of uh, whatever I want, right? If I want to have a cookie, I'll have the cookie. Uh, If I want to have some fries, I'll have some fries. Does that mean I'm going to eat a large or extra large, you know, order of fries from McDonald's? No. It means I might have a much smaller serving of French fries, but I'm going to have it because I don't want to deprive myself. But from a balanced standpoint, I want what I eat to be heavily weighted in the healthy area of, of the food groups and then a very, very small portion in the unhealthy areas. Because I can stomach, again, no pun intended, I can stomach the idea of eating a chocolate chip cookie if for the majority of that week I haven't had any chocolate chip cookies and I haven't had any donuts and I haven't had French fries or gross sauces or whatever it is because I've been consciously feeding my body and fueling my body with things that, again, are going to hopefully help me live healthier and longer. Yeah, it's it's a balance. It's a balance. Uh, it's a practice in moderation, but it's but and, and and just to clarify, like if I eat, and this is what we've talked about, if I eat well most of the time, and then I decide to every now and then have something bad, is it really going to have an effect on the overall? Like, like if I eat seven days in a row perfectly, and then on the eighth day I eat like a pizza, is that going to take a year off my life? That one pizza, I'm asking you seriously. Probably not. Okay. Unless you have some extreme issue that these flare-ups and you have all this, you know. Okay, but but for for, for but the majority for, for of people you, a person and who for me, eat whatever. Okay, no, so, it's not. But if I were to eat five pizzas out of those seven days, that's probably going to take years off my life. It probably will. So that to me is the motivator. I'm not restricting myself from anything. But I'm doing my best to just be conscious of, of what I'm feeding myself because we, we talked about this earlier in the podcast. Our minds and our brains want to keep us safe. They want to keep us alive. I think if we can tap into this in regards to nutrition and our diets, then once you understand it, now my brain is, is literally saying to me, well, you know, in my mind, it's literally saying to me, uh, don't eat this or it's okay to eat that. And it's because I want to live. So that that's my motivator. How have you been feeling? I've been feeling really good. I've been fe- I've been feeling really good. I've been getting better sleep. Um, I I don't. I'm not, it's funny. I'm like not even as hungry as I was prior. I don't feel like I have the same cravings. Um, the biggest craving that I had really was for sweets more than anything, and and salt. And with what I've been eating lately. There's just naturally not a lot of salt or not a lot of like you know processed sugar that makes me want more. Um, so I, I don't know. I just feel good. So you're benefiting in two ways. So obviously, uh, you're benefiting from eating healthier, but also you're benefiting by taking your taking care of yourself by choosing to eat healthier. And I'm still obsessed with food in a good way, right? I love food. I love to eat. It's my favorite thing to do by myself and with other people. I love to eat. But I'm, I'm starting to really grow this appreciation for eating well. And I just, I, I'm not as obsessed with the idea of like every day needing to go out and try something new, no matter how healthy or unhealthy it is. Like, you know, there's a, there's a healthy way to be a foodie, so to speak. Yeah. And I think it's almost like, uh, a reverse psychology way where if you're flexible and kind to yourself and not 
completely rigid about what you put into your body, then you're probably going to make more healthier choices. It's when you resist too much. I'm assuming that's when people kind of like freak out and then just let go and then put a lot of shit into their bodies. It really is easy though, too. The stuff that I've been eating, it's all stuff that I can make at home, which by the way has been saving me money. Um, like substantially, even in one week, I see a difference, you know, like looking at my bank account, what I would spend going out to eat every day now is, is it's just much less. Um, but I'm making, I'm, I'm making really good food at home. Like, you know, I'll buy some sprouted grain toast instead of the white bread, which is really healthy bread for you. I'll put some almond butter on it if I'm hungry and want a snack. And I'll, I'll maybe pop some blueberries or raspberries or blackberries, you know, on the side with it. So it's kind of like I'm having a PB&J, but I'm not actually having the processed sugar jelly. I'm having some berries, which are natural and delicious and sweet, and it's good. Um, you know, in the morning when I make eggs, right, it's how easy is it to make a couple eggs for yourself? Right? I'll have some eggs, I'll chop open an avocado, and I'll have a couple tomatoes maybe. Right, All of this, or a couple slices of tomato, all this takes like no time, and it's delicious. And the, the, the rule that I've been trying to follow every meal is that it needs to be colorful. So my meals should never be just like all white. Right, So I'm not going to eat all like white potatoes and white bread with... Um, uh, you know, whatever else goes with it, right? And I'm not just going to eat everything that's green because then I'm not getting the other nutrients that I need, right? So I'm just, every plate that I have, I look at and I'm looking for color. So there's the green portion, there's the red portion, there's the, you know, there's the the, the protein portion. And you're like sitting here smiling at me. <laughs> the but protein, uh, is that the brown or the oh, white Oh, it could portion? be brown, it could be, I mean, it could, it could, right, right? It could, be, it could be fish, right? Salmon. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I can't tell if you're smiling at me because you're proud no, of me or no, not. But no, no, no. I think I think this is great. I think I think uh, going with the mindset of trying to eat the rainbow of not Skittles but actually colorful foods because each color does represent different vitamins and minerals and have health benefits and all these great things. It's just the way that you uh, put it out there was kind of funny. Hey man, I'm still learning. The, the protein right? color and the, <laughs> I'm not the, the nutritionist. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think this is great. I think, um, look. but but you know what? Hold on, that's a really good point because I, I, you know, we see a lot of very smart people talking about nutrition, talking about diet, and they know all the terms. Well, you know what? I don't know all the terms, and I feel like there's a lot of people. The majority of people don't know all the terms. So for me, the way that I really kind of make this easy to understand is. I think about one, what's processed and what's crap. Is it fast food? It's probably crap. Is it processed food? Is it processed sugar? Is it like a big conglomerate candy company? Probably pretty shitty for you, right? But if it's not that, if it's a whole food, again, for lack of a better term. Yeah, right? like it's, an egg is is a whole single food. Right, or a, again. Chicken uh, breast is one thing, a strawberry, a blueberry, and, and that could be a really good place to start. If you really have no idea what to do when it comes to your health and nutrition and you want to get a little more in the know and you want to learn a couple things, obviously you can go on, what do you call Google? Uh, I think I call it Google. <laughs> no, you had like it was the the magic mystery tour of Google. You can go on Google and you can search up. A, <laughs> Don't quote me on that. <laughs> you said something to this this amazing portal Google, and you can search what a blueberry does and the health benefits for it. But 
instead of getting really bogged down with too much information and terminology easiest, and yeah, the easiest thing you can do is try to pick foods that are only that one ingredient. A blueberry is a blueberry, but blueberry jam might have six or seven things in it. Or blueberry pie. Or blueberry pie right. might have probably not a good 20 idea. Twenty things in it, which we don't really need. Right. The body's not asking for that. But look blueberries, at, look at, knock yourself out. Look at the bacon cheeseburger, for example. Right. I mean, that's a lot of crap. Three ingredients. Well, I mean, not on my cheeseburger, dog. <laughs> There's way more than three uh, ingredients. Although, yeah, in this whole idea onions. of moderation, you could make a healthier version of a bacon cheeseburger. And, and, I, and I, have, I have, actually, recently. And if people are asking for recipes for this kind of things, you can, you can hit up the group, and I'll start dropping some recipes But to there. the point, you could say, well, I put ketchup on it, but then there's sugar in the ketchup and, like, different pastes and preservatives. But, 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 I w- but okay, and... To argue that, I would say, yeah, maybe ketchup isn't "quote unquote" a whole food in how we've described it. However, if you really love ketchup, like I do, I genuinely love ketchup. Team ketchup all the way. Um, <laughs> we had this talk earlier. I know that was a periphery reference. It was a periphery reference. I I buy ketchup from Trader Joe's, right? Which is a very natural kind of ketchup uh, recipe, and. I follow the the guidelines for the serving size, right? There's two grams of sugar in a tablespoon of ketchup from Trader Joe's. So that's what I use. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to just like liberally just like squirt it everywhere, you know? I just don't. This needed to be on Facebook Live right now. Uh, uh, Because I was like doing that? Yes. Okay. Um, But today for dinner, uh, or tonight for dinner, I made, I took a took a bowl, filled it with some different greens. I, earlier in the week, just like ground up some chicken, some chicken breast, and I put it on the stove with some onions and some peppers. So I took that, I put basically what would be a cheesesteak, right? The meat, the peppers, the onions on top of some lettuce, tablespoon of ketchup, sprinkled a little bit of really good cheese on top, and that was my meal. So as you said, there's a way to do a healthy chicken cheesesteak. There's a way to do a healthy cheeseburger. And really, all I'm cutting out is like, it's just like either ordering it from the place down the street that's going to use crap oil and crap meat and crap bread. But really, on my end, I'm just cutting out the bread and I'm using my own ingredients. And I know what goes into those ingredients. I'm not using salt. And you're taking right? the time to make it yourself, which I think is is uh, another great thing to talk about. That is, is Learning to cook is awesome. Do you find that to be a mindfulness practice for you? Yeah, I love it. I love it because I look forward, part of this is I'm sort of doing intermittent fasting every day too. So there's a window of time that I'm eating every day and then there's a a larger window of time that I'm not eating every day. So that also helps me really look forward to when I get to eat. And it's not just about like going out and grabbing something and then, you know, eating it really quickly and then it's done. Like I want to prepare my food now because I'm just putting in all this effort, right? I'm putting in effort to, to eat at less frequent times. I'm putting in effort to cook my food or to prepare my food. I'm putting in effort to really think about the plate and say, what do I need? What am I missing? What, you know, what, what's too much? What's too little? What are the serving sizes? Like, it, yeah, it's gratifying. And, and it takes a little bit of time and there's an instant reward. So like, I work a little bit harder to eat the food but I eat healthy food that makes me feel better and I enjoy the whole process from start to finish. It's not just like, oh, food in front of me. Eat quickly, done. Now what? Now I'm hungry again. That's I don't know. And, and, I get, and I've been finding myself getting f- more full 
faster, which maybe is because I'm overall eating less throughout the day. But I do feel like the food that I'm eating is like really filling. I had I had stuff on my plate the other morning that I couldn't even finish. Did like Tyson I, finish it? No, I couldn't eat. Like I had a I had half of avocado to mm. to eat, and I couldn't even finish it because I was full from everything else that I ate, and it was all like good stuff. So anyway, we can definitely dig into this more. In fact, I think it'd be really cool to just do an episode strictly about this where, Justin, I basically interview you about specific topics. So if you guys have very specific questions about nutrition, um, diets, or even, even cooking, I'd be happy cooking. to answer questions about cooking yeah, as well. Fitness. We're going to have some chefs on the show soon, so I'd love to talk to Josh about this too mm-hmm. when he's here next week. Um, but, you know... Ask the questions, and we'll do our best to, to build these episodes around what you ask and really provide a good service for you. So anyway, hopefully that kind of summed up the uh, general explanation of what I'm personally doing as a layman to eat healthy. And I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know the terms. I don't know the crazy big words. I'm just, you know, doing it the most dumbed down way possible for myself. But, but it's you're working, doing it. And I love it. And I feel really good. So... We should wrap. You got a, you got something you want to wrap with, Jordan? Yeah. So if you guys, the listeners, want to uh, act like Matinous Ketchup and liberally squirt your appreciation for our podcast, we're going to, again, encourage you to go to iTunes uh, and rate and review. Uh, you love it, don't this you? This is dangerous for Periphery fans, dude. Uh-oh. It's like, dude, I have Periphery fans who come up to me and they're like, oh, my God, I'm meeting you. I just came. Like, So you're like encouraging them to like tell us that they're jizzing all over the place right now. Oh, that wasn't a yeah, ketchup I, I mustard reference? I thought this was a team ketchup mustard reference. No, exactly. it, I was going that man, way Man, you guys well. got some like freak-ass subculture with your band. Oh, dude, yeah. Our fans are like, they love talking about Where does this dicks. come from? I don't know. They love, like, we, we should have Finn McKenzie on the show one mm-hmm. time, and I'm going to ask him about his objective outside opinion of the, the dick and coming culture of, okay. of, the, of the progressive metal fan base. Okay, well, for those of you sick fucks out there, if you do want to express your appreciation uh, for Please Chocolate... come all over the iTunes Jesus page. Christ. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, iTunes, you can rate and review, uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, this is episode 14. Uh, just like WrestleMania 14 was a turning point with the uh, coronation of Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, we feel like this will be a turning point for our podcast uh, as we move forward. Um, and we hope you guys enjoy it. We're always open to your feedback in the Facebook group um, or any of our socials at Fed Content. Um, and we hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Matt has a pen in his nose. Justin has his hand in his crotch. And we will see you all in the Facebook group. Bye-bye. <laughs>